0: But it was very much driven by um, an obsession with finding the right ten, okay. and feeling that that was probably the way I need to do it. Yeah, and you, the what, people the, refused to make the one I wanted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to episode 22 of the Distance Hike Up Podcast with me, your host, Matthew. It is, as always, and I say it every time and I mean it, a pleasure to have you on the show. First things first, if you're enjoying the episodes, go and rate and subscribe on Spotify and Apple or Apple and Spotify, whichever way around they go. But just give us uh, give us some love, um, particularly on Apple Podcasts, really helps podcast grow. Um, before I get into today's guest, just wanted to share with you that the Trail Print store that some of you may have seen earlier this year, which we actually closed down, is reopening. Um, so I'm opening it up again in the first week of September. Um, so it won't be on the 1st of September, but within the first week of September, the store will open again for business. Um, it sells essentially at the moment, but there are some more things coming. Some merchandise to support the podcast that involves A2 or A3 prints. Uh, which are, uh, we have all the national trails on there and a bunch of Scottish trails, and I'm going to be adding more. Um, And they can be customized with uh, some information about your trail, uh, but they also have the trail name, the trail mileage and the trail data and then elevation profile of the trail at the bottom. They look really nice. uh, we, we did quite well at the beginning of the year um, and i'm really excited to launch the store again because it just helps to fund the podcast and allows me to invest some more money into the podcast as well in terms of getting um some you know better equipment and pay for the subscriptions i have to pay for to keep it running and stuff so fortunately it's not free it's not the most expensive thing in the world to do but it'd be nice to sort of start paying it off and also to invest a little bit more in it to make it better um anyway so that's that a bit of self-promotion shameless self-promotion for you uh, if you skip past this bit, I don't blame you. But um, on to today's guest. So i have got Matthew King on the show today. Really, really happy to be sharing this show with you, this episode with you, Matthew. If you're a regular on the UK Long Distance Hiking Facebook page, you've probably seen Matthew talking um, or posting, sorry, a few times in there because he's uh, a very avid long distance walker and he goes under the name of Backpack Artist um, and combines art and walking. Um, you can imagine where the inspiration comes from. So uh, he does these really lovely abstract um, landscape paintings, which are available to view on his website. And we talk about his story, what kind of uh, makes him get out walking, talk at large about um, the long distance trails that he's done, starting with the Cumbria Way in 2011. Um, and we talk about uh, the TGO t- Challenge, um, which is a challenge which many of you may be familiar with. I wasn't aware of it really too much until we spoke about it on the show. I've heard of it before. we didn't really understand what it was, which sounded really fascinating. So that's a really good listen. Um, and we talk a bit about his homemade tent as well um, and how he went about making that. And of course, we go and finish up. We're talking about the art and how that. Uh, really intersects with his experience of walking so it's a good show really interesting Matthew's super lovely and humble um, I love humble people so it's really really nice chat with him um, he wasn't here to promote anything or to talk about anything you know particularly he just was happy to have a really nice chat about himself and long distance walking so great episode really really hope you enjoy it let me know what you think at the end and I present to you Matthew King backpack artist enjoy the show I'm going to jump into the, uh, the good stuff, the, the, the actual questions for you. Um, so a bit of context, you've been quite active on the group, generally that's where I get the majority of my guests from, so thank you for your kind of involvement because uh, active members are make, kind of really make the group and you're, you're definitely one of those. Uh, you're also a rather excellent um, uh, reporter of uh, dodgy posts as well, which is highly helpful to have. Because <laughs> I swear, swear, most people keep on scrolling and like, "I oh, just report it to me." It takes two seconds, so I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm
0: an admin on a couple of groups myself. Oh, are you? Oh, so you I know. know what it's. I know what it's like. Yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah,
1: so and yeah. I appreciate that. It always, uh, it's always, always appreciated, whether I remove it or not. So, which I don't always sometimes because it's, it's okay, but always helpful but um so yeah um so i got you on because i thought you your story was quite interesting particularly um and i'll let you get into your story because it's your story but particularly your, the way you combine in hiking and art um so i want to get to that in a bit but um i start with the same question for everybody which is where did your interest in the outdoors begin what was the, the starting point for you
0: oh I think there were two really. Um, so originally, um, it was the Scouts when I was a kid. So in the eighties, um, and I think for me it was it was a bit of a weird one because I did carbs and then I went up. I hated it, and then I I left. So I didn't like fully sign on to Scouts. And then I don't know what it was. There was there was just an event coming up. Um, my dad suggested that I go along to it. With the local scout scout group, this is like when I was sort of like, I don't know fourteen, fifteen. Mm. Um, so well past the age when you would normally go up to scouts, and it was a an overnight hike, on the North Downs. And I went to it, and I absolutely loved it. Um, it was, I don't know, it was just something had been missing, and I, I think also because I was one of the bigger lads at that point, mm. rather than one of the little one of the little lads. Um, I didn't feel quite so overwhelmed or threatened by the bigger lads. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that that definitely kicked something off. Um. The problem was I was only in the Scouts for a year, eighteen months before I had to leave due okay. to my age. Yeah. So I never really got off the ground, but I I gave it a good go. Did lots of camping. Um. Did the district hike, which was a, a fifty-mile two-day thing, which was way too much for what I was capable of. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even choose to do that now. To be yeah, honest, yes, it's, good,
1: so good, it's a good bit of hiking, that isn't it? For two days, yeah, fifteen miles, yeah, and it was
0: hot. It was yeah, hot. Um, and then everything went went quiet really for ooh, some years. Um, hmm. uh, and it was only really in two thousand and five when um, this email went around at work, hmm. and they were looking for people to do the Three Peaks. Okay. And um, something something stirred in me then, I don't know what it was, but um, I signed up for it and um, ended up leading the team, And um, largely because I was actually the manager of quite a few other people doing it, and so it just sort of naturally fell to me to run things. So it was my organisational rather than my outdoor prowess, I would Mm. like to say. (laughs) Um, And that was a really... I mean that was a very defining experience for me, um, because I absolutely hated it, but at the same time I knew I had to do mm. it. Do yeah. more out there, um, and I think the the key moment came when we were coming down from Scarfield Pike. Yeah. Um, one of our one of our team had, had like done his knee, and um, he'd sort of sat it out at SKL's, um while everyone else summited and came back and got him. Yeah. And. I stayed with him on the way down to uh Seathway. and everyone else headed off ahead. Um was really quite annoyed with them. Was thinking about how to affect how to reflect it in their appraisals, that sort of thing. Oh that yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I had the thought. I had the yeah, thought yeah. I didn't How to it, bring this back but, to work, <laughs> but yeah. I was so annoyed I had the yeah. thought. Um mm. and it was a slow painful descent. Mm. Um and I mean it did my it did my legs in just Lurching down step by step by step as such that i I pulled out of doing snowden afterwards mm. um, but it was such a slow way down that I got a I got a good chance just to look around me mm. and just enjoy it and the um, you know the feelings you get from looking at inspiring scenery basically of course and so. I knew I had to come back and um, I did that in so that would, the three peaks was in July 20, 2005. and I went back in about uh, I think it was October November mm. half term week, yeah. Um, that same year with my brother to to just do some walking, and we did Helvellyn, um, we did Skidder. and you know yeah. we were going to do a Scarfell Pike mm. as well, but the weather was awful, so we didn't. Um, yeah. And I'd had quite a str- quite a stressful day leading up to when we when we travelled up and i just remember this feeling of relief hmm. when i stepped onto the platform at penrith after getting off the train and it was just calm and just lovely so i very rapidly started to associate being in the outdoors with escape from work and stress hmm. and and things like that and that's really where it all came from
1: okay that's there's quite a Excuse me, it's quite a a common story. I think that kind of Mm. reverbs and a lot of people associate with that kind of story and it's one I hear quite often. Um, Because uh, reading on your um, bio on your uh, website, um, backpackartist.com, you mentioned that you were uh, working at that point as a financial services project manager. Um, So after you kind of found that, opportunity to de-stress in the outdoors, where how often did you find yourself suddenly seeking that experience again and again?
0: Yeah, um as often as I could to be honest. Um mm. <laughs> so um I mean where I where I live in the southeast doesn't have great options for that that sort of outdoors. It has obviously different things going for it. Most yeah. of it, it's very flat. Um hmm. so for me I, I, I at the time I, I felt I needed the full the full package and I needed the mountains. Yeah. So I would try and get up to the lakes in particular, um, as much as I could really. Um hmm. generally was getting up there three times a year. Okay. Um for sort of three, four days at a time. Hmm. Um uh where else did I go? I did the Yorkshire Dales, uh, Wales a couple of times. Yeah. You know, just just anywhere really
1: so you kind of focused on uh weekends away day hiking national national parks um so places that are accessible with public transport as well
0: yeah i mean um memorably uh (laughs) i had one one project i was on we were going to a meeting in harrogate on Ah. on a monday yeah and i actually went up I left work slightly early on Friday, like half mm. past four, something like that. Yeah. Got the train up, got the train up there, and had a weekend in um, the Yorkshire Dales doing Ingleborough, yeah, Penigin, and then caught the train into Harrogate. The um, on the Monday morning, I yeah. basically used no time off and got a weekend a, weekend away. Nice. And fit it in with work. It was yeah. fantastic. How oh, brilliant! <laughs> I brilliant. never managed it quite as neatly as that.
1: again. Yeah, it was nice when it falls together like that. This is nice. So um, you you caught the bug then, basically around two thousand and four, mm-hmm. and it's kind of stuck since. Now, when did um, when at that point did you discover which point? So did you discover walking long distance trails and transitioning from sort of, you know, day hikes to multi day hikes? And what yeah, captured um, your attention
0: with that? It it took it took a little while. Um, my first my first long distance hike uh, was two thousand and eleven. Really, the first recognizable trail I mean I'd done before that I'd done um sort of four or five days backpacking type type stuff um so in all but name very similar sort of Hmm. very similar sort of thing but my first my first trail was actually the Cumbria Way which was in 2011 yeah um and that tied in with um a career change okay so
1: yeah. So um what uh, what drew you in particular to doing the Cumbria Way as your first trail? <laughs>
0: um, the Cumbria Way was training for the Cambrian Way. Okay, yeah. Um, okay. And I didn't actually do it in right. 2011. Um, yeah. just uh, plans just just went all over the place really after yeah. that. But Did I, you that's man- that was why that was the motivation.
1: Yeah, okay. Did you manage to get on the Cambrian Way eventually then? Ah, oh, my nemesis. <laughs> oh, really? Go on. What's the story behind that? Uh, I have
0: I think I've done four or five um trips to do the Cambrian Way. Oh, really? Um so I set out to do it in when did I do it? I can't remember when I did the first one. Must've mm. been 2013, I think. Okay. Something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: So I, I went down to went down to Cardiff. Mm. Um and you know, up through um up through the valleys, up to yep. Aber- Abergavenny, yeah, I had to have a rest day, and then I sort of worked my way through the through um through the beacons, you know penavan and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, and i just I'd had enough by the time I got to story Arms
1: okay um,
0: so I was about ten days in at that point, so yeah. a little bit little bit behind where you would normally be mm. and I just couldn't hack it i just i what, just had what was it enough of about- own company?
1: Oh, okay. So it was, like it was more about spending that amount of time with yourself that you'd had enough with.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you spent <laughs> enough time with me, you come to the same conclusion. <laughs> no, I'm I curious think. about that because
1: actually most, like, it's, it's, that's not something I've heard before is, uh, as one of the reasons why people do drop out of trails. Usually it's sort of logistical or family emergency or, you know, feet hurt too much and you just don't fancy going on or the weather or something. What was it? What was it in particular? Um, about that kind of you got well, almost weren't enjoying the solitude,
0: or, um, and I think it's probably worth saying that there was quite a lot of solitude on that on that walk. Yeah, and yeah, it is I remote. It, was, it is remote. Even the southern mm. bit near um, near Cardiff. You know, once you're out yes. of out of Cardiff itself, you don't really mm. you, you'll see a dog walk or two, mm. but most of the time you'll see um, you'll see no one, mm. and you certainly won't see any other anyone else doing the Cambrian Way you know unless you're really really lucky yeah and i think it was just too much i think i was okay i i think i a bit of more than i could chew in terms of headspace
1: yeah
0: um for a walk like that and it's something i struggle with today okay as well you know one of the things i'm actually working on is Mm. trying to build up (laughs) how many days i can do yeah um by myself, mm. without going mad.
1: Okay, that's interesting. That's that's a really uh, um, interesting problem to have on a trail. Is quite the opposite to the experience I hear. Well, so, do
0: you find it's funny you should concert. say that though? Because yeah. you know, um, it, it's quite well known that one mm. of the one of the biggest challenges on a long distance walk mm. is mental. Yes, it it's, is. Yeah, it is. And really, it's just I just see it as an aspect of that. It's yeah. it's just. You know how, how up for it <laughs> you are. You know it's not. Yeah. It's not just about I got bored in my company. You know yeah. it's it's the motivation. So yes. Yeah. As well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do you then find yourself enjoying doing long-distance walks um, and being out in nature with other people more than you enjoy doing solo things? Then well, or are you quite happy well, for sort of a shorter period of time on your own? What's, what's like your yeah.
0: optimal experience well i am quite antisocial, so um, i don't like yeah, big clubs or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hence this works for me. evening we're talking to each yeah. other <laughs> yeah one one to one uh,
1: works to me great but um, I, yeah. I am pretty uh, yeah, i associate with
0: that <laughs> yeah um, i'm a quiet pint sort of guy rather than a big party yeah, sort of sort of guy so yeah. um, but what I do find is it's just nice having someone to talk to, mm. and um, and so whenever I've been on a trail and I've bumped into other people out walking, yeah. um, I'm always I'm <laughs> always the person that, that won't let them go. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep talking. Um, okay, we it's um, yeah, and it's it's interesting because and we're obviously going to come to talking about the TGO challenge, but yes. um, that is one of the things mm. that has got me back in the game in terms Mm. of um, long distance walking and Mm. my ability to tolerate it for extended length of time yeah
1: was there you say back in the game was there then a period after starting long distance walking then that you lost an interest in it for a bit or have you always continued to yeah
0: i mean i've i think from from early on i was I could never quite decide if I was a long distance walker or mm. or a, like a hillbagger
1: type, yes. yeah,
0: type walker. Mm. And I've had sort of flirtations with both. Mm. Um, and I think in my early years, um, I was working my way through the Wainwrights, so mm. it was natural to to feel that I was I was more a, sort of a, a bagger <laughs> of yeah. hills yeah. than I was a long distance walker. But mm. I I don't know I. I've completely swung the other way now. Mm. I am very much a long distance walker, and yeah. um, I don't actually care if I don't go up a hill.
1: Okay. What's um what what is it then about you long distance walking that really captures
0: you? It's 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 going to sound corny, I suppose, with no, the, that's all right. about the journey and all. No, no, no I, go for I like, it. I like I like I mean, and this ties in with the art as well. So yeah. I I like to see the landscape changing. Mm. Nothing is more boring to me than finishing a walk in the place I started. Yeah. <laughs> I <get laughs> um that. and just happening to see the same landscape from perhaps a couple of angles. Yeah. I like it to change.
1: Yeah.
0: And I like I like I like the sense of progress. Um, and and I think this possibly comes from my sort of professional life as well, you know, mm. as a project manager I like to tick off progress. Mm. And and if you don't, then you worry and that's where all the stress comes from. <laughs> Yeah. So, something actually essentially is—it's a project to to deliver. It's—it has progress. It has a way of measuring Mm -hmm. whether you're on track and things like that. So, you know, no matter how much I try to try to escape to the outdoors um, (laughs) to (laughs) deal with the stresses from work, it follows Mm -hmm. me because it dictates how I like to do the walk as well. Mm. So, for me, it's very much about change and progress um and aiming for something
1: yeah and how often at this point in your life do you manage to find the time to get out i know you said you've not been out for a few weeks but um yeah how, how yeah. often sort of post covid let's say which is probably a fairer reflection on life now um yeah. do, do you manage to get out and do do things
0: well um that's not a typical year <laughs> yeah <laughs> um <laughs> That's not a typical year, but not for the reason you you might be thinking, because okay. I actually retired last year. All right, congratulations. Professionally, yeah. So, um, for about ten years, what a, mm. what into I talked about. Um, so I'm going to come at this from a different angle. That's so fine. <laughs>
1: Whichever angle you want.
0: <laughs> in in 2011, mm. I, I said obviously I did Cumbria Way, and it yeah. coincided with the career change, mm. and that was the point at which I left my job. Okay. Um, perfectly secure permanent job it was decently paid in a decently paid industry and I just went off freelancing and the whole point of it was to give me more control over um, how I spent my time
1: mm.
0: and essentially it is a work-life balance thing as you can yes. expect um, but as part of that what I would do is take big gaps between mm. contracts and I'd basically spend them in hills so that's how I that's how all that evolved yes um, and I sort of got to the point during COVID where I just decided to just put my foot down and just work every single day I could hmm. just to get me to the point where I might be able to stop. Okay. Just so to have it done. And, but so, and, just to be to
1: build up the finances, you mean, to be able to start yeah. retire? Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. So, um, and I, I call it provisional retirement because... Hmm. I could still go back, yeah. But unusually, um, whenever I've taken months a year, I think mm. I took fifteen months off between jobs once. Mm. Um, there was always a feeling of needing to go back. Um, I've not had that, <laughs> and I've been off thirteen months now. Yeah. So, um, so it's not been typical. But to answer the question, um, I try to get out properly once a month. Mm. Um I can't just I can't just clear off the months at a time really. I've got things other things going on at home. Um and I wouldn't be very popular if, if I did. Um <laughs> but last year in terms of um long distance walks mm. I did let's think I did uh Glinders Way, yeah. Great Glen Way, um what else did I do? doesn't sound like a lot but i did a lot of it's
1: uh, mo- yeah most people tend to do sort of one or two a d- year anyway so yeah, that's pretty but that,
0: but i also did number i did i went to dartmoor yeah two or three times mm. i went to the lakes um i went to the peak district once um you know so i was doing all of that all of that stuff in and around um mm. and it was all just really an orgy of outdoors yeah <laughs> really and then this year i've done I've done a lot more actually. I've done I did a local one called the Elum Valley Way. Okay. Um in January. Yeah. Um in Kent. Where's which was, oh, in Kent,
1: okay. So I've heard of the name the best, of
0: one. Yeah. Yeah, so it's between Folkestone and Canterbury. I think it's thirty five okay. miles or thereabouts. Mm. Um so a two day hour. Um yeah. with a naughty wild camp. Um it was it was just right. I've done the South Downs Way yeah. in March. Um the Valley Path actually I forgot to tell you I did that one last year as well. Um what else have I done? Do, do, do. I started the Yorkshire Wilds Way hmm. um a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um and the idea was to do it all in one but I had to come home for a family matter. Yeah. Um so I'm going to be heading back out um in August to do that and I'll just Brilliant. just redo the whole thing I think. Yeah.
1: And you So tend to wild camp? Uh yes. yours, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah.
0: Although although um I will say when I did was did did South Dance Way in March mm. I really enjoyed using the campsites. Mm. Um they tied in with terrible weather <laughs> and <laughs> and it was nice to just have somewhere secure to stay for the night yeah. and um and I'd managed to fit in sort of rest days as well. Um, uh, around the yeah. weather because it was too horrible to walk so right. um, I really got the benefit of the um, of using the campsites mm. um, but yeah I'm generally generally wild camp mm. but certainly if I'm anywhere properly outdoorsy yeah um, the southeast I don't really count <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah fair enough um, so you're going to have uh, I want to get to sort of what's after what's beyond this point now but I just want to Ask about one of the things which captured my attention because I actually see it come up repeatedly, um, but I don't know what it is. Um, so the TGO or to go T go? To, how, how would you say? Is there a particular saying or is it just TGO challenge, the Great Outdoors? TGO challenge. challenge.
0: So TGO yeah. standing for the Great Outdoors, yeah. the magazine of the same name.
1: Yeah. So what what is it? Because you published quite a bit about it fairly recently as well.
0: Yeah, because. Um, I've been sucked into it, and it's okay. an addiction now. <laughs> Go for it!
1: Ta- yeah, explain what it is because I have absolutely no clue. I should know this, but I don't.
0: Yeah, so I, I, um, so it's an annual it's an annual backpacking challenge. Okay. Uh, it used to be it used to be called the ultimate challenge when it was uh, first um, set up in 1980.
1: Oh, so it's been going a while then. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. No excuse yeah, so, in my ignorance
0: then. <laughs> yeah, so this was the 42nd one this oh, year. Wow. 14 yeah mm. um, so it's basically th- the idea I mean it's it's evolved a bit over the years but the idea is you have two weeks to get from the west coast of Scotland mm. to the east coast okay um, on the west coast there's I think 14 places you can start mm. um, the idea is you sign out so there's a register of to, just to you know for safety and mm. stuff like that you sign out and then you sign out, um, sign back in when you get to Montrose. Okay. Um, and uh, you basically create your own route. Amazing. Across Scotland, so. Okay. Um, it has a bit of an entry requirement in terms yep. of uh, experience levels. Yes. Um, I mean, I I went, I applied for it, a little bit. Concerned about whether my experience was was good enough, mm. um, and it was it was not a problem at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really consider myself uh, like an expert yeah. in hillcraft and, and and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But I think what carried the weight for me was the fact that I'd done a lot of walking on Dartmoor, mm. which is not no. an obvious place. Yeah, well, <laughs> but
1: but it's uh, it is moorland A lot of it's moorlands and hard to navigate. It's,
0: it's hard to navigate yeah. you could you could get yourself in real trouble or Dartmoor. Hmm. um yeah so yeah good, and good when training. my when i had the routes going through box they said you must love must love box so, <laughs> so um so do they yeah, track
1: so your route as you go then do you have to upload daily to the live tracker no. or how, how, how's the kind of no. so, what's the admin of it how the logistics work right,
0: so the the, ad, the admin is you have to submit a route card Okay. So once you've got your place, yeah, you have to submit a route card saying yeah. where you're going to go on each day. Okay. Um, with a with a backup plan for um, if the weather's bad. Yeah. Or if you just don't fancy doing your more intrepid route for that day. Yeah. Um, and then that gets vetted by um, someone that's familiar with the area. Okay. As it were. Yeah. Um, and that you may have to correct um, not so much correct, but you may have to alter your route. Yeah. or um, or you get advice which you then can choose to take on board or not um, and then you get up to a point where they get signed off and that's your route hmm. um, and then you, what you then have is a number a series of calling points yeah so you've got to have at least four I think it is and there's to be no more than sort of three to four days apart okay so you actually call into a control room just just to say how you're going yeah and um, now quite a lot of people also use things like these satellite trackers I like um in reach. Oh yeah. Um yeah. So my map is always published um out there for new, for the people at home to to mm. track me and um and I give the details to the people at control. So, you know, if you are a bit late um calling in, they yeah. can look and see if you're in trouble. Um so yeah. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And is there is there when you start at the beginning? I'm assuming there's nobody there seeing you off. You can just start at any number of points at the beginning. But there's no sort of uh, kind of entry stand, and then assuming then there's no kind of people there's waiting. No for you No one cheering you off. Yeah. No one no cheering you off. Cheering what, about you off. You reached, what about when you reach What about when you reach the other side?
0: Just no. the same. No, no one, because you don't no. you don't necessarily you don't finish it. You, don't, you finish at well, different times. Yeah. Um, you can basically finish anywhere between I think it's our Harborough. Yep. in the south. Okay, and I think Fraserburgh. Okay, um,
1: so it's sort of the really self. The north. It's really self-directed. Um, yeah. For for them, they're just offering that sort of uh, check-in. We'll keep an eye on you, kind of thing. And it's so. Ha, and how many people tend to do it a year? So how many other people might 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 be kind of doing the challenge at the same time? And um, so, it's, yeah,
0: And, course, sorry, and do
1: like, you even <laughs> see those people as well? Because there's obviously so many routes and right. variations that could be happening
0: yeah um now we get to the problem with this year's challenge all right (laughs) um so typically it's about 300 maybe maybe a few more um the one i did in 2019 was i think nearly 400 Mm. um, because it was uh, the 40th one so it was a special special thing this year i think they had i think they had 360 Mm. um took the start um after quite a few pulled pulled out um and then they had quite a lot. They lost quite a lot along the way this year because the weather yeah. was terrible. OK, um, the other thing we had this year was a stagger. So and it's partly a, a covid thing, mm. um, partly because they did have a lot more people to accommodate than usual. Yeah. Um, so we all started on different days Okay. this year. Yeah, um, if there were four different days you could start on uh, or you could start late, in fact, at the weekend. Mm. Um, and what they did was just spread everyone out, they spread the load for the businesses. Um, yeah etc but also what it meant was you didn't see anyone okay and so this year's wasn't quite as good mm. because you just didn't have the chance encounters i mean yeah. i saw i got all the way across to um nearly braemar okay um so two-thirds of the way across yeah and we'd seen six people oh wow challenge
1: yeah
0: now How you could see that in one you could see that in one day normally right. okay yeah um and, and that's
1: social aspects quite important for these things, isn't it? To yeah, actually yeah. see and, for, and to kind of associate yeah. and you know share notes and things with
0: yeah so I mean mm. that was a one-off that was a one-off yeah um, you know it didn't help that quite a lot of people pulled out this year as well mm. so the numbers numbers were down. We took quite a lonely route in in many ways and we yeah. started on the last day right and and even when we when when I start normally, I fall a day behind everyone because I use hmm. the full fifteen days, whereas most people tend to finish in fourteen, yeah, so I'm always a day behind everyone, and we started on the last day, so it's not surprising we didn't see anyone all right and do so you it was very, very hard
1: yeah, do you do this every year as well?
0: I have done yeah. so I did my first one in 2017 hmm. um, it was the first the first year I felt that I might actually be up to it. after being aware of it for four or five years Mm. um and then 20 the one i did in 2017 it it just it just went like that yeah and it just seemed oh how did i do that i got to the coast and it was (laughs) and it was solo as well um albeit with bumping into people um and I felt I'd been so lucky. I had to go and do it again to prove that it wasn't a fluke. <laughs> so, right. so I went back in. I went back in twi- That's what I told my wife. Um, yeah. So I went back in 2018, and it was an absolute nightmare. Right. Um, what was different? It was. It was. I was walking with a friend, mm. or was due to walk with a friend, and he pulled out three weeks before, and it was the sort of route that you really wanted some company on. Mm. So, I had to walk it myself, which was which was okay, it wasn't yeah. too bad. Yeah. Um. But then I just I just became ill. Okay. Um. On it, and essentially I I um I had a massive a- set of asthma attacks. Okay. Which, and I didn't have asthma <laughs> as far as I knew. Right. Okay. Until then, so oh, that wow. was the point at which that came out. Um, yeah. And I had to sort of um, fight my way through that. Mm. I thought the hay fever had just gone absolutely mental. Mm. Um i nearly pulled out um and it was actually only in the second half when um i was walking with other people Mm. um and they pulled me through it um so i was really glad to get that that one done 2019 i walked with the chap i was due to walk with in 2018 and Mm. it was great yeah um and then was going to do it in 2020 but obviously that didn't happen um could have done it in 2021 Mm. um but i decided not to Mm. because um they'd moved the timing of it to june when the midges were out
1: yeah Um, i was
0: also trying to finish up my finish up my contract yeah um and i just decided no things Mm. aren't settled enough yeah i'll do it i'll I'll move it to next year brilliant so but i've done it every other every year yeah, sounds great. Every normal year. Every normal year. Yeah, it, every year you I could
1: reason do zero. That sounds great. And how um how much is it if you don't mind me asking as well? How part. much?
0: Yeah. Oh, um I think roughly. Uh, I think it's about 70 pounds entry fee. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well.
1: plus <laughs> hmm. All right, there's more. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> plus plus there's the cost of getting there.
1: All oh, right, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's all the so, there's all the other costs Yeah, like, so but, uh, get in, get in but there, they getting getting there accommodation,
1: 70 food. They, Yeah, sure, and they but they take seventy pounds
0: from you. They take seventy pounds. Okay. For your seventy for your seventy pounds. Yeah. Um, you're obviously paying, you know, their share of the overheads, but you get your t-shirt. Yeah. Um, and any freebies that mm-hmm. whoever's sponsoring it gives mm-hmm. out as well.
1: Yeah. And I guess for them, it's a really, really good way to get loads and loads of great social content i'm assuming because um well if yeah. it's run by obviously the great outdoors being the magazine um so it's a site it's kind of an extra to them it's well, really it's, good it's, way it's of not them. it's not now though it's no? not so oh, is it not? um oh the okay people,
0: the people that the people that ran it in conjunction with the magazine yeah. bought, bought it out um last year. i see okay so it's oh, now an okay. independent event but it still carries the tgo name oh, and it's obviously got yeah, it's obviously got links from the magazine. I think the, ma- yeah. the magazine still sponsors it, but they yeah. don't take responsibility for it anymore.
1: Oh right, okay, fair enough. All right, all right if they were they bought it out, I would, wouldn't be surprised if there was other ones that are going to appear around the country. Then maybe, but cool.
0: I don't think so. I think it was very no. much a part. It was very much um, it was very much about just safeguarding the event itself for the future Oh, I see. Okay. and keeping fair keeping enough. the character yeah. of the event because yeah. yeah. Um this is an event that you've you've got um you've got people who do it year after year after year I mean there was mm. one guy um this year doing his thirtieth
1: oh wow okay
0: and there's only been forty two
1: yeah he's done most of them <laughs>
0: um, the record is actually something like thirty four thirty five I think okay wow
1: that's some serious that's dedication right. and do you um walk the same last question on this but I'm kind of interested do you walk the same route? Uh, or a similar route every time, or do you always choose no. to mix it up with
0: something different? Um, no, I've I've got a policy of starting somewhere different every year. So yeah. I f- my first one I I did Dornie to, uh, Lunan Bay, so it's just south of yeah. Montrose. Um, mm-hmm. Second one I started in Oban, and walked to Stonehaven. Um, yeah. Third one started Malag and walked and crossed over into Noidart and came through that way. Yeah to in Montrose, and this year, uh, Lock Eilor, uh, to Dunnartar Castle, near Stonehaven. Hmm.
1: Awesome. Sounds like a and really I, I try
0: to alternate chat. it north and south a little bit as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. From year to year. That sounds really interesting. Um, I would imagine that plenty of people listening to this, like me, they've heard the name, but never really looked into it too much. So that's,
0: that's cool. Good. Yeah. Glad, glad you, you shared that. And it's, um, it's, it's interesting actually because one of the things they're obviously very keen to attract is new people mm. yeah of course so there's always um, a big focus on the people doing it for the first time yeah it's not just the same old faces every year yeah um, they, you know, they do like new people to, to come and give it a go provided yeah. obviously you've you've got you know, you're you up to it you've got, you got some experience yeah, yeah. because yeah. you are out in potentially serious conditions yeah um, we had some very serious conditions this year. Mm. Um you know, I, I had my probably my scariest experience on the challenge this year. What happened? It was just it was a terrible route. <laughs>
1: okay, go on. What was the what's the uh, specifics? can't can't uh, move on from dear. That <laughs> Well
0: as I, if anyone that's read my blog posts will will know that um I apologised before lunchtime on the first day to my walking partner for the mm. terrible route. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, we started in Loch Eilort. We we climbed over um, over the ridge that's sort of north of it into mm. um Loch Beiraid, um, which, unbeknown to me, um, a load of people call the Black Hole. Okay. <laughs> and it was horrible. Right. And just getting out the other end of it was mm. horrendous. The rivers yep. were swollen. All it right. was, we had to walk along hillsides that were like at a massive yeah. angle. Ah. Studied with trees and rocks, and um, and you know, that you know, it i jest about it, but you know, we 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 encountered people going back the other way, mm. um, had given up. Right. Um, we uh we talked to another guy a few days later who'd taken the other short, the other side of the lock, mm. um, and had tried to basically take a do a frontal assault on the next on getting out of the glen into mm. the next one yep. um and had had to call call for rescue oh really yeah Um yeah. so yeah it's it's not something to be too cavalier about it's, yeah you know it's um you can make it you can obviously make the route really easy mm. Um or you can make it really it's, you can you make you it can, what you feel you're capable yeah, of yeah
1: you can choose choose the level of challenge for it yeah it? Okay,
0: I didn't yeah. quite get it right this year
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Um and can you uh, I'm assuming you're allowed to wild camp it or you're expected Oh yeah expected yeah. to. Oh okay great. So you're not going kind to of, I was wondering whether in terms of supporting local businesses they encourage you to stay places but I guess being Scotland as well mm. there's no no quibbles about wild camping anyway so You
0: you're expected to be, you're expected to carry I mean, it's it's pure backpacking this is. So yeah, sure. you're expected to carry it in. Mm. You know mm. and to to be Yeah camping but you know people yeah. do um you know almost everyone i think probably breaks mm. breaks it up with a, a B or a hostel yeah. or a campsite yeah. or something like that you know we, we did sure. it three or four times ourselves yeah you know. yeah
1: but overwhelmingly it is a back backpacking event and that's that's the, the, theme of the yeah the and to be fair event.
0: um a lot of the people doing it are people who mm. just love doing that so why wouldn't yeah they of, of course in their yeah tent?
1: Yeah, for sure, definitely, yeah. that sounds that sounds yeah. great. That sounds great. So uh it sounds like something you're gonna to continue to uh to be doing year on year then.
0: Um I think I'm actually gonna take a break next year, but yes.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I decided, I'm a
0: i am I decided on day one I probably wouldn't do it next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. I've been promising my wife um that we would do a road trip up to Scotland to go see yeah. the sites. So yeah. I think we're gonna do that next year.
1: Fabulous. So moving on from uh, this challenge and long-distance trails, and uh, by the way, thank you, because I I often end up talking to a guest and get towards the end of the podcast and sometimes think, I've not spoken about long-distance trails more than about five minutes. So uh, we've done plenty of long-distance trails related conversation, which is nice. So um, I want to talk quickly about your blogs and YouTube videos. So alongside you doing a lot of walking, um, you create content around that. When did that start and kinda of what made you decide to kind of support your hobby with um YouTubing, uh you know, putting YouTube videos
0: up and writing blogs? Um, so the blogging the blocking started I suppose it started in earnest in about twenty eleven. Hmm. So tying in with um tying with me taking a year off and doing a lot of walking and obviously doing the Cumbria way. So yeah that was quite early on in there. I mean I sort of experimented with it a bit before then but nothing very satisfactory mm. um and for me it wasn't I mean it it's not very much I mean I don't like the term content content creating because mm. I'm not doing it to create content and that, that sort of the motivation for it is simply recording my walks okay but, yeah. I do it for me yeah um I do it for me, but I do obviously do it in a way that's conscious that other people read it, yeah, and look at it, so mm-hmm. that that perhaps um, influences the style the character of mm. of how I, how I blog a yeah. little bit, but fundamentally is a record of the walk for
1: mm-hmm.
0: me yeah um, and to most the YouTube videos are as well, yeah, um, although I think there's probably a little bit more. Deliberate attempt to be putting content out there mm.
1: Mm. with that. Um, when did you find that? When did you start doing the YouTube videos? Um,
0: oh, I think I did my first ones in about two thousand and eight. When okay. um quite a while then. Started mean... walking the south southwest yeah. coast path. Oh right, but it, okay. It was essentially it's it's a slideshow. Yeah. Back then, with a bit of music mm. over it. Mm. I suppose I didn't really start. Um, in earnest, yeah. Doing it till I don't know, a couple of years ago. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah,
1: but y- even so, your you're, you're start with all of this was, was you know quite some time ago, really, at the kind of early stages of you know people starting to put walking things out on YouTube. And back in two thousand and eight, I swear the majority of walking related videos on YouTube were slideshows anyway, or people's oh, yeah, photos. Of huge, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think
0: right? it was, I think most of I a stop- lot were. <laughs> as i started to do and for me it's i did i i didn't really just film just any old walk i did um Mm. it was things that were complete so if i was doing a complete path i felt more of Mm. an urge to to document the whole story because it was a whole story a whole story yeah um and i think it's as i've started the transition to becoming a long distance trail Walker mm. for yep. being more just a down the hills sort of walker. I think yeah. that's it's sort of that the YouTubing has sort of risen in sort of conjunction with that because mm. it's more of a rounded story with a yeah. start and an end. Yep.
1: Yeah. No, that's interesting. And um one of the, the posts and I want to get into your art in a minute as well, but one of the posts I noticed which captured my attention and I wanted to ask you about the process for this and kind of why why you did it was you made a tent now oh yeah i think which i thought was awesome uh, so i want to talk about that i mean most um outdoorsy people who have a creative edge to them which you very obviously do at some point think mm, i would like to make my own kit um or modify a kit in some way it's quite a common occurrence but there's a big difference between sort of modifying a bit of kit uh, to deciding to construct your own tent um yeah. where did that idea come from? Was that based on sort of you couldn't find anything on the market you liked or you just fancy yeah. <laughs> gear go?
0: Um, it's a combination of things all coming together mm. at the right time. Yeah. Um, so fundamentally the decision to make my intent was I can't find what I want. Okay. And I like this and this and this and this from these other tents. Yeah. Um, and so it was a case of, well, the only way I'm going to get all of that is to yeah. do my own, really. Mm. Um, and I guess it sort of timing wise, it sort of coincided with i had been reading up on um, this. I'd seen obviously a lot of view- videos on YouTube of people that had made things. And yeah. I'd, I'd looked to them and thought, actually, I might be able to do that.
1: Mm.
0: You know, it's, you know, it's. Yeah, you know, can I can I keep two bits of material in a straight line to sort of join yeah. them together? And can I get the right shaped bits of material? Well that's just geometry and I've got a maths yeah. degree, I should be able to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> that was sort of the simplistic reasoning in my head. Yeah. Um but it was very much driven by um an obsession with finding the right ten. Okay. And feeling that that was probably the way I'd need to do it. Yeah. And you, the, what, people the, refuse to make the one I wanted. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: um, I think that's really where it often starts, isn't it? It's a sort of desperation yeah. to find the product you want and then you just go, I'll oh, make it myself. Now, I'm looking at your post now um, and oh, I glanced at it before this. is
0: a test, is it?
1: Yeah, this is the test <laughs> one. Now, was this, made with, a, this was made with a sheet by the looks of it yes. rather than the actual... Yeah, like so you sort of worked, worked out the geometry before you actually... Uh, went ahead and started yeah. sewing into yeah. Dy- Dyneema or whatever you use. Um, so you uh, went for a still single, poly. still poly, yeah, still poly, great. So you went still for a the final one, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So which light, lightweight uh, kind of laminate material, isn't it? I think that yeah, right, is it? yeah. Um, so you went for a single pole option, obviously. Uh, so yeah. a, a walking pole tent, is that correct?
0: By the yes. Way.
1: Yeah, which kind of made sense because obviously sourcing specific walking pole uh you know tent poles and all of that is a, is a pain oh yeah yeah so um it was in 2021 you did that how, how um how long does it take you to actually go from sort of uh putting a you know rough cut out cotton uh you know bedsheet tent up in your garden to actually you know starting to sew yes. and complete the real thing and how so I, well, was it a success as well
0: it depends how you define success <laughs> okay um it it was a success yeah if i if i give us they give you the right criteria so i started in about january mm-hmm. 21 yeah um and let me think i must have finished it in fairly early april because i took it dartmoor in april okay um and spent two nights in it so yeah. and it held so up it was about three months hmm
1: and it held up to uh to, to, to has it has it had experienced sort of bad weather yet and held up to all. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. um
0: I had a, i had a couple of quite exposed nights, um, with mm. a lot of wind. Mm. Um yeah, it was great. It's fine.
1: Yeah, brilliant. And is it now your sort of go to tent then? No. No. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> That's it's the, the ugliest test. thing you've ever seen. Is it's, it? No, it's if you can imagine a boxer where someone's smacked him and broken his nose. Yes. Yeah. It looks a bit like that. Okay. So that it's got it has got a beak at the front and yeah. it's it's wonky. Okay. Um and it's not quite as big as I'd wanted. Yeah. I didn't like the door arrangement. Um but this sort of this is one of the reasons why it's sort of I do consider it excess in that mm. what it did do was it clarified what I want. Yeah. In a tent. Yeah. Um and um you know it wasn't uh too many more months before i found um what i wanted which was essentially <laughs> a larger version yeah. of one of the tents that inspired the tent i made okay
1: okay so it was sort of so, a circle all oh, right so eventually found one on the market which kind of yeah and yeah. yeah and it's oh, the tent
0: man. i took on the yeah. on the challenge this yeah. year
1: oh, i see okay great what did you go for in the end then with that kind of
0: um it's made by a chap in france oh okay um so, uh, oh, he's, so, his outfit's probably have heard of it. No,
1: no, proper bit of garage gear, then
0: yeah it's a proper cottage piece of cottage, yeah, cottage gear. Yeah, um, so an outfit called Tipic Taunt. okay, um, which I think are down in the south of France. The chap's called Xavier, yeah, um, and the tent itself is a Pulu XL, right. yeah, oh, fantastic.
1: That's great. I, I I love these stories. I went, mean, you know, especially with tents. Uh, I've always I've, I've looked at tents before and gone. It'd be really cool to make one, but I can imagine if I made one, it would also not. not I will be probably the best. make another
0: one at some point. Yeah, yeah, just because. Why not? I enjoyed the process. I mean, it's a project, just Yeah, it? and you know, you know, I like yeah, projects. Yeah,
1: yeah, naturally. So uh, that's uh, a really good kind of transition on to artwork. So a big part of of you is that you go by. The name or the the URL or backpack artist. Um, So, in addition to hiking, um, you do art as well. So, can you kind of fill us in on the backstory of art and where did that start and where that kind of plays into your experience in the outdoors?
0: Like like many things with me, it has multiple strands coming together at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. And for me, it was for me there was. There were two there were two things so um i realized in uh, 2008 2009 ish i just i took terrible photos <laughs> and the photos i took didn't really capture the day on the hills that i'd experienced they're just they're just gray and dull and horrible and I thought about well, maybe I should attempt to sketch or paint or, or something like that to to try to capture the day I felt I had um, better than the um, than the camera could or than my photography mm. skills could, I suppose technically. And the reason I thought of that was because my mother paints, um, so just she's an amateur; she's not a professional artist or anything, but um, but she. Um, she's watercolour and I thought well, oh, maybe I'll give that a try um, maybe that'll do it and it did, it worked it was what I wanted hmm. so um, it wasn't a particularly easy thing to get into um, because I wanted tuition and it was so difficult to find something that was um, that suited me in terms of timing and where yeah. it was and and the type of tuition I was looking for. So mm. it took me how long did it take me? It must have taken me three or four years mm. before I found found the right class. Okay. Um and and when it did mm. it, all, it all worked. Okay.
1: So you then after you, you found your class and you started painting um, did you did you start with sort of mixed media or did you do you kind of go straight into using watercolours and oil paints like what you use now
0: oh. <laughs> no I mean it was straight to watercolour um, yeah okay uh, at that, at the, when I started I because watercolour is easy to understand as a concept mm. it's yeah. yeah it's a bit of paint and some water it's it's like yeah. what you do at school you know so yeah, sure. it's it was easy to get my head around it um, acrylic acrylic Oils, pastels, mm. anything—all that other stuff—just mm. um, sounded too technical to yeah. learn, and yeah. I just thought, well, it's it's stopping; it's it's another hurdle to get across. Yeah. Um, before I can create anything, mm. and so I didn't think about those at that point. Um, mm. They came later, mm. okay. Um, uh, when I I fell in with someone um, who just encouraged me to experiment, mm. and she. Um, she got me trying to use texture, okay. and um, initially with watercolor, um, and just stuff like tissue paper and yeah. stuff like that, and yeah. that was that's quite effective. Um, and then um, trying acrylic, and then canvases, mm. and she taught me how to make a canvas myself, mm. rather than just buy them from the shops.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and and that then just snowballed. <laughs> From there, Mm. and then, you know, I get to the point where I find myself having having my own exhibition in the gallery. Wow! You know, yeah, and
1: it, yeah, it, yeah. And in terms of capturing the the essence of the places you you walk, which I'm assuming from the the photos on your website is obviously where that inspiration comes from. Um, Do do you take a photo and bring it back home, and then you know? Print that or enlarge it on a screen and copy from it, or do you go and sketch something and use that as a sort of concept of what you actually want to paint in uh, a larger format? How, what's your process?
0: A, it's a bit of both, but it's mm. mainly the first because okay. I I find I find when I'm on a walk, I want to walk. Mm. I don't want to stop and paint. Yeah. So I might make a few rudimentary marks on a on a mm. piece of paper yeah. um, to capture perhaps the shape of something or a bit of text or something, but mm. I'm too impatient to, to sit and <laughs> yeah. do a good job of it so I yeah. will generally make sure I take good photos yeah um, now I'm quite lucky in that I'm um, quite an abstract artist mm. <laughs> I don't have to worry too much about accuracy <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, because what I'm trying to capture is typically textures mm. shapes things like that so I'm not necessarily looking for it to look exactly like a photograph yeah Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm looking to capture some other quality of it, Mm. and that could be a colour, it could be a pattern. Um, You know, I'm a bit of a sucker for um, rock rock formations, um, uh, ice, glaciers, trees. Mm. You know, anything with a with a texture on it. Yeah. I like. So you will typically find me on a walk taking a lot of close-ups of mud trees yeah. and cracks in the mud that sort of so sort of, i mean i've taken pictures of paving stones in london just because of the pattern that the cracks make and that mm. sort of thing so mm. that's typically what i do in a out of walk okay
1: that's that's interesting um I had, I had a good look at your work beforehand and uh, i always find that textured especially when you view it up close and personal because um, it's harder to see the textures online, but that textured watercolor paint, sorry, the no, textured oil paintings, um, and acrylic paintings are always incredibly striking. Do you tend to work more with oil now or acrylic?
0: Uh, acrylic,
1: yeah, acrylic, just um, the, is it more the drying time or just uh, it's
0: just less faffing about, to be yeah, honest. fair enough, yeah, um, less washing. Uh, it, it. Was, it was always a step, it was always a step. It was, yeah. I mean, I have got some oils, but I don't think I've ever used actually, used right. them, I've just not got around to it, yeah, um. I've, I find acrylic works, um, yeah. and I use a lot of texture mediums as well yeah. um, to build light the, up the, the paste texture. that you can buy to actually yeah, add it. on exactly. the floor. I mean, yeah, I've got, yeah I mean, um, I've got a big bucket <laughs> buckets of it behind exactly right. behind me at the moment. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it's that's what you use. It works. It just works. Mm. Works with acrylic, mm. um, but I have actually started trying to use it with um, with watercolor as well.
1: Oh wow, okay. And does, does watercolor take to the uh, no the paste? No, going to say because no, it's not porous. You have, you have it?
0: to prime. You have to prime the surface.
1: Okay. First, so because yeah.
0: you've essentially got to make it porous. Yeah. To allow the watercolor to sure to soak in.
1: Okay, it's quite a bit more involved. That that's interesting. Mm. So now you are. This kind of pulls us around. To sort of what's next for you. So you 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 have decided to retire. Uh, congratulations as i said before it's a you know big 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 decision um you've got time to to walk and paint but um what what's uh, what's on the cards for you in the future now where are you looking at what well, are you looking at doing next what excites walking,
0: you walking walking and painting um <laughs> i <Yep>. guess I, <laughs> more of thing, that obviously, <laughs> the, yeah funnily enough yeah no the yeah. <laughs> i mean the last couple of years of of they've actually massively disrupted the painting um yeah. during lockdown i just didn't feel any motivation to paint anything really i guess um, was
1: that from a from a lack of being out in the places that would motivate you to paint
0: yes yeah probably yeah yeah um and and to be honest i just i was fo- I, my head was in in other places as well, so mm. that's only just starting to to get going again mm. um watercolor never went in a way so that but that's very much a sort of you know it's not my main thing. Mm. Um the other thing that I've been doing over the last year is because because I stopped work last um at the end of June last year, yeah. I didn't just have an orgy of walking. Yeah. Um and I sort of felt the need to get that out of my system because I've not mm. been able to do it for so long. Yeah. Um and and it was the walking that um brought about the art as well, we have to remember. Yeah. So it's the walking is the first love. Okay. Um and I just had to get that out of my system and it's only now as things start to settle down into a more a more normal pattern mm. that I'll start the art will start to pick up again, I think.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. So, um, um don't carry on. It was a... No, I was just no. gonna
0: you what next? Um, yeah. obviously um you know, walking. <laughs> yeah. More... <laughs> I've got a very long list of paths.
1: Yeah. I'm brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. that he reminds me of um I had uh, a guest on here a little while back, uh, called Martin Howe who you may have oh. seen posting on the group. Uh trout trail- oh you got his book?
0: I've got his
1: book. Oh wonderful there you go. Um, and I was his, reading it I was his, reading it this morning. Oh actually. well you you must know. Um his his story is in many ways similar, uh yeah, at least in is. terms of career. <laughs> yeah, very similar. Um so as you mentioned you know, about freelance work in particular, he followed a similar route and you know, committed his free time to pursuing his love of walking and yeah i think that is what most of us who do this would like to do so hats off to you for for taking the leap to to make what do what makes you happy
0: yeah i mean i basically restructured my whole career around it around walking yeah
1: yeah and it's that that says how important it is to you and to others who you know choose to do the same thing um i'm sort of yeah not there yet but i'm you know lining myself up to have a a career that fits better around doing trails so it's uh it is the dream isn't it ultimately have more time it to is do I, there, you
0: definitely. have to be a little bit ruthless yeah. i think to yeah. to do it a little bit selfish at times as well mm. to you know if it's if you want to do it that um that much you have to sort of not let things get in the way
1: mm yeah I agree it's um, I'm personally really bad at that because it's very easy for a commitment to come up and go well you know this commitment's really important all I'm doing is putting one foot in front of the other and the trails aren't going anywhere but ultimately you need, you're right I think you do need to be ruthless in find, finding the time to do that um, there is a balance to be had yeah. for sure I, it, interestingly
0: yeah. <laughs> interestingly I mean I, I reshaped my career around so I made myself freelance so that I could do more well of it. I actually mm. found I got better at work as a as a result of just being so much more single-minded about what yeah. I was doing and why. Yeah. So yeah, it sort of has other benefits as well.
1: Yeah. Stripping what you do down to the basics as well kind of helps if you have a, you know, very defined yeah. set of interests and Yes. you know your your work fits around those uh, yeah that's um that's really interesting well I, I uh, Matthew I found your story today fascinating really glad you came on um, and thank you for sharing so much in particular you know about about your your, your story and the uh, the great outdoors challenge and, and your artwork as well um, so if listeners would like to find out more about you um, or perhaps get in touch where's the best place for them to do that well
0: um, to be honest type backpack artist into google and the first page of results is me <laughs> nice and easy so um i'm backpack artist on um all the usual social media yeah. so on instagram or twitter the facebook page is backpack artist the website's backpack artist my youtube channel's backpack artist <laughs> so yeah um it's not too much to rem- remember. No. Nice, easy one to remember. Brilliant. Yeah. Well
1: thank you so much for coming on today. It's a pleasure to have you on the uh, on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. All right, fantastic. Thank you. See you again soon. Alright.
0: Thanks. Bye.
1: And that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Man, I've had to do this recording a bunch of times because the kids keep screaming in the background, but here we are um, trying to get a full sentence in before I have to cut it and go again. So I apologise if you can hear screams and shouting in the background. Such is life at the moment. But anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed the episode with Matthew. Uh, Really nice to have you on, Matthew. Thank you so much for joining me on the show Um, and uh, really, really excited to have shared this with, with the listeners today. Um, So whatever you're doing for the rest of the day, for the evening, I hope it's a good one. And I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode of the Distance Hiker podcast in another two weeks. See you later. Bye.